Welcome back to the Sacred Penning Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Ray. I'm a wife, mom, teacher, international best-selling author, and a transformative soul journaling practitioner. I've experienced and taught the power of this sacred practice for 24 years and journaled since the age of eight. Every Wednesday, we provide somatic, meditative inspiration and spirit-led prompts to pen your way to brighter days. Let's activate energetic discoveries together. It's all at your fingertips. Ready to get gritty? Let's dip in. Welcome back to the Joyful Journaling Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Ray. Thank you so much for joining us on our continued Autumn Adventures sojourn. We appreciate you being with us. The past couple of weeks, it has been such an honor to live here, such a privilege to live in the Adirondack Mountains and watch the seasons change. We're a lot further ahead of most of the country when it comes to peak, the leaves changing, all things fall. Living here and teaching young children, I teach third grade, seeing autumn through their eyes has just been so much fun. We're coming up on the season of Halloween, harvest festivals, drawing things to a close for leaves changing, celebrating the harvest, all the good things that come with fall. Today's chapter is also a reflection on innocence, growing up, and the special places within our heart that will always be alive, even up to 30 years later. Today's chapter focuses on a place that my high school friends and I used to call the end of the world. And although there are many stories that I could have included in my memoir about high school glory days, uh, drama club, choir, all the beautiful comings and goings of a student who was in no way prepared for public high school, I certainly found my own special group and my special places. And when I was healing in the winter of 2022, this was one of the chapters that came from a special writing assignment that I had in college to prepare to be a teacher of English at Canisius College. We had a writing assignment called Carencia, and mine was written with the perspective of the end of the world. This one wasn't in a journal that I could find I must have thrown away that journal or something happened to it over the years. But I did have a copy in my writing portfolio from when I graduated. I remember I had also shared it with a dear friend of mine, so I knew I had a copy somewhere. I'm so glad that I documented a special time and place within my heart so that years later I could tap into the healing of it to keep me in a place of seeking joy. Without further ado, here is chapter 9, Carencia, The End of the World, 1992 through 2000. The end of the world was what we called the hangout, where all the cool kids went to party or do other forbidden things. But the first time I found the place, I was innocently riding my bike with two friends, Rob and Chris, riding the old purple Huffy 10-speed, the Huffy, appropriate as I was huffing and puffing, with the darn thing, until I had finally had to walk up the large hill. I wanted to swear during the whole exhausting experience, but I didn't swear a whole lot back then. Fighting between Little Miss Proper and the wild passions of a new world just coming into view. The end of the world was a physical place and the beginning of other marvelous discoveries to come. We never found the wild kids up there. No beer bottles, no used condoms like we had heard. 
In broad daylight, we merely found a hill covered with lazy daisies, long, tall grass, overgrown weeds, and lavender wildflowers. It was a safe, barren farmer's land atop the largest hill I had ever seen. Little did I know what that hill had in store for me in the months and years ahead. It all went by so fast, now over half a lifetime ago, yet it still feels so clear, as if I can still breathe in the crystal clean Finger Lakes midnight air and feel the pebbles pressing against my back, looking up in wonder at the miracles among us. Those times of discovering ourselves, discovering one another, I know they hold us. I know it can't just be me who remembers and feels the place, a tonic of brave times and bold discoveries. Why did we call it the end of the world, though? A lofty royal name for a big old barren country hill. And the last time we all visited, just before we all left for college, one by one, leaves a significant mark on my mind. We planned it out. We all had to be there that night. We made our calls in groups from the homes in which we gathered. Cell phones, not a thing yet. Windows down, bugs whizzing in. We go past the lake and keep driving up. Up the main road, out of town, and don't miss it now, my passenger yells. The tape player bears Duran Duran's latest release as the elevation climbs. Be careful. You need your high beams on here. Don't mess it up, they continue. Okay now. Take this left turn, but turn the high beams down, they continue. Go fast, but not too fast. Your mother will kill you if you jack up her car, they warn me. The lights nearly reach the top now, and we keep climbing. Turn them off! Turn them off now! My passenger commands. And with that, we roar over into the unknown. We've just crossed over the end of the world. I can't see anything, I yell plummeting down, defying gravity and map markers. We've reached the other side. It feels like we've just launched over some corner of the earth itself. My stomach leaps, my heart races, and now we can only pray that no one is just over the other side. I never wanted to close my eyes. It feels so nauseating, yet I've been told to never close my eyes. I'm a terrible driver. I could just end up killing another car full of my own friends, I thought. The rest of the group had done this many times before now. Resident experts of the end of the world. Carefully, I pulled my mom's car off to the right, yet not too far on the slope. Shell, as they still called me back in high school. You don't want to go over, careful. Someone from outside the car instructs. Many a friend had gotten themselves stuck in these darn pits just off the shoulders of the road. You don't want to have to explain to your mom why you're out here, right? She'd never believe you. My friend on the side of the road warns. We all park carefully, car by car. All our friends arrive in stages, and we prepare. We didn't come up here to drink. We didn't come up here to have sex. Well, many of us didn't at that time. And we didn't come up to do drugs. We came up here to visit the world's greatest planetarium, free of admission charge, to attend, perhaps, our last nighttime show together. This would be one of the last, if not the last, before tomorrow, after all. College time. Are you finished packing? Are you ready? Who's taking you down to college? It was the same conversation, and the elephant sitting right there among us. 
It was departure time. The flat, lumpy pavement, now chilled after a scorch over an early August day, was a perfect place to lay around. Sing songs we love and say goodbye in our own way, magically under all those stars. At the end of the world, at the end of the road, together. The magic there is rare and the friendships irreplaceable. Here on this pavement, under the stars, we held old dreams and held one another. If any car came along that wasn't ours tonight, turn around. This is our time and this is our place. The end of the world, our Carencia. As defined by Mary Beth King in the article, UNV authors explore concept of Carencia in a new book, 2021. In quote, the Spanish language word Carencia is a metaphysical concept taken from the verb carer, which means to want or to love. But the reality of Carencia is more complicated, more poetic and sentimental, seated in deep emotions and culture, and a sense of longing for and belonging to a place where the heart resides. End quote. I will never forget the days with wind in our hair, sunburns, mixtapes, and spontaneous singing. I will treasure the laughter, the budding romances, stolen kisses, and sacred land that held our even more sacred and budding dreams. The ones we would take into the world, the ones we hold out to our children, some out to even our grandchildren now. Be safe out there, but if you happen to stay out all night at the end of the world, our carencia, know we will understand. We most certainly will not scold you. Journal Prompt 10. Where is your carencia, your hill or, quote, field of dreams? Do you visit there in your mind or heart often? Or just recall it in your dreams when you're visiting there subconsciously. Or perhaps you haven't visited or thought about your Crencia for 22 to 23 years like I did. What did people in your past teach you to live bravely and authentically? Send one of these people or even your special place a quiet prayer, a memory of gratitude or forgiveness. Or send a greeting card of joy, if you know how to find them in this now interconnected, web-netted world. You may not have grown up in the 90s, but some experiences bind us no matter when we shared seeing innocent friends through the expansive lenses of adult eyes and feelings. Balancing carefree, fun times and serious emotions can be a roller coaster, one that feels like it's going 100 miles an hour over the edge of a hill that you can't see beyond. Yet we trust the process anyway, because it's what makes life rich and worth really living. Now, write your own musings about your own carencia. Then, thank your past for the experience of supporting your presence and the role it played in setting the foundation for the flight pattern of your life. Let's ground ourselves and breathe in. And breathe out. And breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. It's your turn. Be present. Be you. Write you. Right here. Right now. Let's take five minutes with Masood Taj's beautiful unconditional love track to journal about our own Carencia or hop on over to the playlist. There were four songs created just for this chapter. 
The end of high school was a very special time in my life, and my Carencia deserved more than one song. You can pick one, or you can go with all four. These are tracks 13, 14, 15, and 16 on the Spotify playlist. Joyful journaling to you. We'll see you in five. Thank you. 
to hear where your currencia is and how this journal prompt moved you. Every week I receive beautiful DMs and private messages about the different ways that each chapter impacts them. And sometimes they include places that their journal took them that they didn't expect. I love receiving your feedback. Another way to support this book and this podcast is to leave a review. We appreciate any reviews that you are willing to share. You can also hop over to Amazon on Kindle. My goal is for your body, mind, and spirit to be enriched and engaged with these journal prompts, these heartfelt stories that help me to transform my life. May they transform yours as well. Until next week, when we explore chapter 10, my college years, I wish you a beautiful autumn week. Have fun if you are celebrating anything harvest. Joyful journaling to you.